Bonjour, citizens of the reject nation. Accents all over the place. We are here, and it is time to check out an adaptation I've been very, very excited for for many years now. An adaptation of the beloved Belgian comic, Les Aventures de Tintin. It's time for the adventures of Tintin. Andrew, how you feeling? I am feeling very ready for Les Aventures de Gianizio e Andrizio. Absolutely, as am I. Guys, what's your favorite? comic strip adaptation, all right? And, and try and reach outside the superhero realm. Let's get creative, okay? Because this is going to be a fun He's talking one. to me, people. Yeah, Andrew, Dick Tracy. Make a different reference. Dick Tracy. <laughs> anyway, oh, that's another movie I got to see. Ooh, but anyhow, guys, leave a like for uh, massive collaborations. From what I understand, a whole bunch of notable people worked on this movie. And as well, uh, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell. Uh, make sure that you're notified whenever one of these reactions is coming your way. Also, big thank you to the folks at Prepper for helping us edit these highlights down. It is a task and we appreciate their help mightily. As well, if you guys want to get the full Tintin experience alongside Andrew and I, see everything that doesn't make these reaction highlight reels, come on over to patreon.com slash the real rejects we got a ton of stuff over there you'll be able to sync up with your own copy of the avengers of tintin and you can check out all the other stuff we got over there there's a whole bunch of shows and movies with the reaction highlights and watch alongs included it's a good time and if you want to support the reject nation and rock the freshest of drips be sure to check out rejectnationshop.com uh, we got a ton of great stuff over there, and we're adding new designs all the time, including this brand new Doctor Who tee, which uh, I've got coming in the mail, and I'm excited for. Stephen Moffat, I believe, is one of the credited writers in this movie, so it's relevant. It makes sense. But anyhow, before any of that, let's go on an adventure. That was fun. Aww, that was well fun. Done. Yeah, that was fun. I really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, I did too. No, it was a fun adventure. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't... You know what else is a fun adventure? Indiana Jones. Is is uh, rating this five stars on Apple and Spotify if you're listening to the review that is about to commence. And on Apple. Oh, absolutely. Uh, oh, my goodness. So many great... Vo oh, Carrie Elwes was in there. Oh, was he? Yeah. As you wish. As you wish. Some good old voice acting going on. Yeah. Andrew, what'd you think, bud? I really enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, the from the animation to the cinematography to John Williams. I love all the themes and music John Williams came up with. I mean, there was a little, uh, I mean, he came up with uh, a lot of his own themes, but I mean, obviously he's, he created Indiana Jones, so you can't say he stole anything. But um, I like how there were little hints of Indiana Jones in there, just from the sense of adventure, of course. But um, my favorite part of the film, besides Snowy, of course, was okay. um, I, I just, I love, like, the, again, the sense of adventure and mystery and just solving things. And also, too, like the character arc we got from from uh uh what was uh, Andy Circus's uh character Hadam Hadak rather it was about sad Hadak uh, I thought that was a fun little uh uh character arc that we got to go on and just an adventure with the three of them it was just it was a, it was a fun uh, time and also Daniel Craig did such a I mean everyone did such a great job but Daniel Craig he really played such a menacing villain I love just seeing his range cuz usually we see him uh uh, at least for the films I've watched him, I you know you see him as uh, heroic. So getting to see him play a villainous role was fun. But I was just really taken aback by the the animation, the photorealism, and like 
all the details that went into it from the shots and the the mirrors and the sweating and all that. I mean, just yeah, the textures. so well done. I was just really impressed. And again, this is at least for me, the first time I've seen a Steven Spielberg animated film. So, you know, I, I wasn't sure what to expect from that. And uh, he just excelled. And obviously I don't know this comic strip very well, but uh, it just intrigued me just to want to fascinate me to get to learn more about it in general. Uh, yeah. And I just loved it. It was really fascinating. But what do you think of the film? No, I, I really enjoyed it too. And I mean, I, I feel like I, I don't know, again, the, the complete history of, of the Tintin comics and whatnot, but it seems appropriate that this would follow a certain kind of, yeah, serial swashbuckling kind mm. of thing that would be akin to an Indiana Jones. And yeah, Tintin is a reporter, uh, you know, as, as we at least are clued into here. And so I'm curious about, you know, like, yeah, what a classic Tintin story would read like, but, you know, as an adventure like this, uh, I thought this was super fun, and I loved the, yeah, the interplay between Tintin and Snowy. Obviously, they make a great team, and Tintin is, like, super resourceful, um, and then Snowy kind of takes care of the rest. And there is, like, a certain magic about that that I thought was really nicely attuned to something like this that has, again, the medium of comic strips and comic books, you know, as part of its inception. You know, there are things here that certainly are you know, coincidental or that are like just perfectly timed in charming, you know, magical kind of ways. And I thought that they balanced out that peripheral magic nicely with all the other, you know, swashbuckling and all the other action and mm. chases and different things. And yeah, like, you know, for again, one of these movies that is, I, I believe, like a motion capture and, you know, face performance capture based production, uh, you know, that's a style that can be very hit or miss. And I know people often Robert Zemeckis is one of the most uh -huh. notable people to uh -huh. have attempted to, you know, popularize this approach. Um, but this is probably my favorite version of it I have seen thus far. I mean, yeah, I was big into Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within back in the day. Uh, but certainly that was animated at a point in time where certainly it probably didn't have as many resources and, and you know, uh, uh, just developments and, and you know, uh, in the capability that this might have had. And right. something like that, you know, or something like the Zemeckis movies is going for, I think, a, is going for more photorealism minus, like, monster creatures or anything like that in, like, a Beowulf. They're trying to make these people look real, whereas yeah. here... I thought that while, yeah, like you can look at some of the eyes and be like, oh, maybe there's not as much emotion as there might be from the actual actor. Uh, I th I wasn't really bothered by it in this case because the character models are cartoony are cartoon like enough that it bridges the gap for the most part or I was never really pulled out like sometimes you notice because you're sitting here and we have all these you know technological advances to go off of um but for again where this is in its moment in time I thought this was beautiful to look at I really enjoyed yeah the the way it was conceived and captured and and shot so to speak uh, because, yeah, like throughout the direction just felt very engaged. And, yeah, uh -huh. there are certain scenes that are going, you know, with these really uh, sweeping, you know, oneers or yeah. just interesting transitions back and forth, really utilizing the full potential of what this medium is. But also at the same time, there are other scenes that play much more naturalistically that were just as convincing and just as, you know, sort of bolstering of the overall fantasy and uh, fancy of 
you know, this adventure. And yeah, I really liked all the the you know voice cast mm-hmm. and or the you know the performance cast and all that and yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean like it ends maybe slightly abruptly in the sense that like they find as much of the treasure as uh, Haddock was able to you know hide in his hat basically when the ship blows up. I, I assume is what made it into that little globe at right. the end, but it does make for a fun. Like it makes me kind of sad that there isn't another one of I these. I would love to see another one after watching that. Yeah, and it's like at the same time you're like, well, I don't know if I would want the sequel just to be like them going and trudging four hundred pounds of gold out of the ocean. You know, you would want some other mystery or or whatever. Oh yeah, if but you uh, we've yeah. But yeah, I thought this was pretty decently proportioned for being a movie, but with the spirit of a comic yeah, strip. Yeah, I, I agree with what you just said, like watching them just get 400 pounds of gold out of the ocean. Yeah. I, I think the, the thing that I would find most intriguing is just like now that they have like such a rapport between the three of them and, you know, that there's a chemistry there. Like that's the thing I, I found myself most invested in is those three characters. I would I just want to see them go on another adventure. Yeah, yeah. if you add a, add the mystery and the charm of this film to, uh, you know, I, I'd love to see another film that with them getting the treasure, if you will. But um, from that perspective, yes, I'd love to see another yeah. one. If they don't make another one, then I'm happy we at least got this one because this was a lot of fun. Uh, in regards to what you said about, you know, this was your favorite animated film of, you know, the Robert Zemeckis and then <laughs> Final Fantasy. I have not seen Beowulf uh, or Final or Final Fantasy or Polar Express, so I can't <laughs> comment on, you know, if this was my favorite of. But uh, uh, like I said, um, the animation this was fantastic. I loved all the facial emoting, like and and like I said, the the way the tears were coming off and the the uh, the sweat and all that I just it felt so realistic for me personally yeah there were a couple of shots where you could tell it's uh wasn't but overall it was great and uh there were a couple of shots like you were saying the sweeping wonders that one shot where they, uh you know oh, there was so Peter Jackson I completely forgot that he's like a producer on this oh too. was he sure oh, wow like what a what a combination of oh, talents wow. going into this between yeah like Steven Spielberg now we know why Andy Serkis was in this Peter Jackson the, yeah. the entire cast and then all those again like pretty terrific writers in their own right collaborating on yeah. this no for sure this like was a super group yeah it was an ensemble cast and an ensemble behind the scenes of uh uh, just directors, writers, and producers. Uh, yeah, you had like some, I mean, you had Edgar Wright, you had Peter Jackson, you had Steven Spielberg. I mean, that's the holy grail right there. So, oh, sure. uh, but I mean, I got to just pay compliment to that one sweeping shot wonder that they had where they were chasing uh, the hawk. And it was like, it felt like it was like a good three, two or three minutes of no cuts on that shot. I yeah. was just so damn impressive. And there were a lot of fun little references from. You know, with the yeah, you had them on the uh, the bike there, and then you had the red jeep, and there were a lot of cool little references that Spielberg uh, threw in there. So just a fun time. I love the mystery again, uh, and then again the the three of them working together, just trying to solve something. So much fun. Yeah. The animation, the cinematography, the music by John Williams, the direction by Spielberg on an animated film just. Exceeded all my expectations. I know, like, it's hard to say that with Spielberg. Like, how much more can Spielberg exceed your expectations? Also, too, uh, really impressive jo- uh, writing by uh, Edgar Wright, uh, Joe Cornish. Joe Cornish. And uh, Stephen Moffat. Fantastic job. It makes me so... I know we've talked about this a million times. It makes me so sad we never got to... I still love the first Amazon, but it makes me sure. so sad we didn't get to see Edgar Wright saying, man, I would really like... Every time I watch an Edgar Wright film, I'm like... 
damn it, I really want to see that film. But uh, just again, every time I watch anything that has Edgar Wright involved, it just uh, I just always get so impressed with that man. He's so damn talented. Uh, but just overall, very uh, impressive film. So much fun. Uh, if they make another one, awesome. I'm so invested in these characters. If they don't, I was so glad we got this one. It was just a fun time. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I would now just be curious to know because I can see how, you know, I think this has like a 75 on, on Rotten Tomatoes, at least critically. So I, I know that a certain a good amount of people were probably satisfied with it. But it makes me wonder how this relates to and adapts its source material. Mm. Like I can certainly see a lot of aspects of this being part of it, but I am also curious of as to whether you know a Tintin adventure is typically like something as grand in scale as this with you know crazy chases and and fights and things yeah. like that uh and you know it's like a pirate adventure essentially right. and yeah. I like the 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 generationality of that but I, I am curious to know like how specifically in the voice of the strip is this and how like I thought the writing certainly of the dialogue and things like that a lot of the time was having fun and was having a good time but i can also see how this maybe is like a more accessibilized version of what you know the actual comic strip is or whatever yeah um so you know i'm sitting here having thoroughly enjoyed the movie but i would be curious to know if this if you know, like a fan or somebody who grew up you know with these stories uh you know would feel the same or, sure. or if this is you know exactly what you had in mind you know as a kid reading these seeing it now um but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And pretty much Pretty yeah. much everything we've touched on. You yeah, know. for sure. And I will. Last thing I want to say, I thought this film also did a great job of me, uh, just building up the suspense, really making the characters feel like they're in danger. Because a lot of times yeah. when we watch, especially two animated films, you can watch these and be like, I never feel like the characters are ever at a danger point. But like there were so many times. Yeah, it could feel a little cartoonish at times, but it's a comic strip. So, I mean, it, you know, you get what you take. It still felt vital. It's, it still yeah, felt tangible. For in the sure. Stakes there were, and, yeah, there were times where I always felt like there were stakes and like something bad could happen to them. So I, yeah. I thought, you know, Spielberg and, and Edgar Wright and the, the writing team, they, they did a great job just, you know, adding the stakes, really making the characters always feel like they were in grave mortal danger. So I, I appreciated that from that perspective, never feeling like they were involved vulnerable to uh you know grave mortal dangers yeah it, that. It, it never crosses into being so cartoony that none of the stakes matter and and again like multiple times i was caught remembering that oh this is an animated movie which you know i'm sure a lot of again the performances were captured in some kind of you know authentic way where maybe stunts might have been involved but obviously there's not as much physical stunt work on display and yet it still felt like there was yeah and there were a lot of fun surprises like i was not expecting a, a crane battle at the yeah, end too yeah like there, there was some fun creative uh stuff that they came up with so yeah, awesome and, film and, though and just the time and place yeah, yeah. Is, is super lovely so uh so yeah guys what'd you think of the adventures of tintin did you grow up with this is it one of your favorites leave your thoughts Les down adventures. below Les aventures de Tonton. <laughs> One day I'll get there. Yeah. I, I never did great at French, but uh, my pronunciations were okay. So I'll drill that. And and if you made it this far in the video, please, uh, uh, maybe if you know Tintin well, suggest your favorite story. I would love to go and read some of those. Um, but yeah, much love to y'all for now, and we'll catch you on the next one. Cheers. All right, guys. Well, we've made it here to the very end. Now, listen up. We've had a chat GBT theme going, and what we have done is gathered all the data of everything we have learned from you patrons. 
We have inputted it into ChatGBT. We have hired private investigators. We've done the whole FBI rig. We've done it all. All <laughs> your private data is now uploaded to ChatGBT. Yes. And I have asked them, give me a New Year's resolution for them to apply mm. for the year 2024. And let's see what AI has in mind for you. It's let's funny. kick it off. All righty. Jack Forrest. This year, I will start a hobby. You will start a hobby that you've always been interested in, but you've never tried. Great. Wow. It's very general. Uh, and Namari, <laughs> uh, you will resolve to read one new book every month. Ooh, I recommend The Tales of the Hanukkah Bear. Yes, absolutely. And Mike Joyce, your resolution is to volunteer in your community at least once a month. And let us know what you did so that we can all feel better about your efforts in the community at large. Oh, I love to hear it. Ryan Smith, uh, so 2024, you should take a photography class to capture life's beautiful moments. A great thing to capture in December when you catch that Hanukkah bear mm -hmm. going through your trash. Mm -hmm. you, you're going to see that's one of the best photos ever. You could sell it. Oh, yeah, you'll make millions of the Weekly World News. Kevin Meek, uh, you will be committed to learning a new language this year. And uh, I uh, suggest learning Yiddish so that you could communicate to the Hanukkah bear when the Hanukkah bear comes around. Oh, that's a great point. Adrian Timms, uh, you will make a point to walk or bike more often, reducing carbon footprint. Ooh, that's great. And it also come in handy when you want it, when you flag down the Hanukkah bear. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> get, him, uh, get him right quick. Navdeep Sidhu, uh, this year you're going to cook a new recipe every week to expand your culinary skills and so that you have an offering to leave out for the Hanukkah bear right next to your trash when Christmas comes again. Real Nagas. Uh, you resolve to write daily, whether it's journaling or creative writing. You should write a story about the Hanukkah bear. I would read that story. <laughs> I think we'd all read that story. Heather Gear, uh, listen, your goal is going to be a small, starting a small garden and growing your own vegetables so that the Hanukkah <laughs> bear will have something to munch on when coming through the neighborhood, keep them fueled up, keep them energized for the holidays so everyone has a happy holiday. Ian Simon uh, is going to take up yoga to improve his flexibility and reduce stress. Hanukkah bear can get vicious, so you might need to be <laughs> able to get yourself out of a bear trap is what we call it. Mm -hmm. And it, it's ironic, get it? Because it's the bear who's trapping you, and Aww. flexibility will come in handy. And also, you want to calm yourself. Stress will only make it worse. And uh, hey, Songhai Glover, check this out. This year, uh, you're going to focus on learning a musical instrument, and uh, I know that pan flutes are you know the siren song of the Hanukkah bear so if you want to you know mm -hmm. attract that priority you know and, and get the best offerings you know learn the pan flute uh Kayla the king uh resolves to travel to a new place you've never been to before Ooh, the kingdom where the Hanukkah bear yes. resides <laughs> the land of Hanukkaton now you see like Santa's in the North Pole and uh, Hanukkah bear is in uh, Detroit Michigan yes uh, <laughs> hidden a hidden park hidden in the woods. out there yeah it's good and uh, and hey Olivier Hamelin check this out uh, you're gonna be committed to completing a 30-day fitness challenge because you are going to become the Hanukkah Bear's apprentice, all right? And that mm -hmm. takes a lot of strength and a lot of endurance, a lot of stamina. Al Ling, you're going to dedicate each time to unplug and enjoy nature where you are undoubtedly going to catch sight of the beloved oh. Hanukkah Bear as he, she, they travel the myths 
of the world through yeah. eight days. Absolutely. And Kira, check this out. Your resolution is going to be to start a gratitude journal and write in it daily. And I can only imagine that your first entry is going to be your gratitude for the generous gifts and offerings that the Hanukkah Bears left you this year of our Lord 2023. Juan Longoria plans to take up a creative hobby like painting or crafting and if you can start crafting a sculpture of the hanukkah bear that way people will remember the hanukkah bear come holiday season versus the santa guy you could be something instrumental for the future of holiday season absolutely spread that cheer cliff rodriguez uh hey look this year you're going to be focusing on mastering a new skill related to your career which i assume involves something with nature and the outdoors and thus is only going to help you that much more when dealing with the Hanukkah bear in your line of work and and you know your professionalism will be appreciated everyone will know go nation going to try a new sport or physical activity you've never done before uh, hunting humans who dare to hunt the Hanukkah bear dude you are a part of the circle of life there are people constantly trying to kill the Hanukkah bear, and you know what? You are going to kill those people. Definitely. And Lorenzo Baxter, check this out. Uh, you're going to make a resolution to attend more live music or cultural events because the Hanukkah bear, though uh, has Hanukkah in its name, you know, is a bear of all peoples. And the more you know about culture and arts, the better you will be able to appreciate mm -hmm. the offerings bestowed upon you by the Hanukkah. Differently Sane uh, resolves to reduce screen time and read more physical books. I suggest that as you're reducing that screen time, read more physical books. Start with the Torah. And then in the Torah, you will discover that there's hidden subtext yes. the entire time. Oh, yeah. Hinting at the oncoming Hanukkah bear who makes his first live appearance in 1997. Absolutely, yeah, in the, in the newer parts of the Torah. Uh, oh, hey, check it out, Marco Tunstall. Uh, your goal is to save a certain amount each month for a dream trip to the homeland of the Hanukkah bear where you can see its den, meet its family, and leave an offering. You know, you can you can lean down and, and you know pray to the Hanukkah bear right there. Simply Faded, going to prioritize spending more quality time with family and friends. Why do that shit when you could be looking out for the Hanukkah bear yeah. instead? Bring your family with you. You're going to realize you don't need your family and friends. Nah. If they don't want to see the Hanukkah bear, then screw them. They're, They're not your lost. real family or friends. It's a freaking Hanukkah bear. Yeah, and, and hey, SJ94, uh, this year you're going to start a creative project that you've been putting off such as a full biography and annotated history of all sightings of the Hanukkah bear throughout time. It's important work, and we thank you for it. And if you need any help, just know we're not qualified for that. You're qualified for that. Justin Martin resolves to meditate daily to improve their mental well-being. And one of the best ways to improve your mental well-being, offering yourself as a human sacrifice to the Hanukkah bear. Mm -hmm. Loves to eat a good human, especially if you provoke it. Yum, 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 yum. And, oh, SJ94. Uh, or no, 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 wait, Justin Martin. 
No, Rosie Beatty. There we go. I'm back on the list. See, I need a visit from the Hanukkah bear. Rosie Beatty, you're going to plan to challenge yourself by attending a workshop or a class in an unfamiliar field such as ursology, the study of bears. And in doing so, you know, you can take your already pre-existing knowledge of Hanukkah, combine the two, and thus be one of our foremost Hanukkah bear historians. Wow. Yeah. Colin... Uh, Going to focus on personal growth by attending a seminar or workshop. Start with ursology, the study of bears. Sure. Where you could become a bear connoisseur, historian. Dude. To know that really in the hollow earth is where oh, our Hanukkah bear actually resides. You see, in Detroit, Michigan, there's an opening there's to the hollow portal. earth, and that's where you find the old... The Hanukkah bear is massive. I'm surprised many yeah. people have not sighted yeah. the Hanukkah bear. It is at least 25 feet tall, bare minimum. Staggering. And for yeah. some reason, only focuses on trash. Yep, yeah, there's a lot of trash in our world. You know, we are a literate species. And uh, speaking of uh, Philip J. Smith Jr., this year you are going to mentor someone to help them achieve their goals, such as meeting and becoming the next Hanukkah bear. And uh, you're a real credit to society, because if you weren't out there doing that, the line might die. There might be no more Hanukkah bears after this iteration, and we can't have that. Society will devolve into cannibalism if we do. Jen Smith... Resolves to express her creativity through a new art form. I'm thinking calligraphy. Mm. That way, we can document the historical sightings of the Hanukkah bear. Ooh. In its most pure form. Yes. Everyone knows calligraphy. Definitely. 100 years from now, people will find it be like, wow, this has been around for millions of years. And boy, is it beautiful to look at. Melanie LeBlanc, check it out. Uh, to round us out, your goal, your goal will be to achieve a healthier work-life balance so that you have more free time to dedicate to tracking and worshiping the Hanukkah bear because let's face it, you're married to your job and the Hanukkah bear knows it. That's why the Hanukkah bear is not taking as much time visiting your trash, all right? So get that together, realize what's important in life and go out there and be, you know, the spirit of Hanukkah bear. I think we've all learned something today. Yeah. The Hanukkah bear is a kaiju that resides in the hollow earth, visits us eight days a yep. week <laughs> for, for Christmas for, for Christmas season, <laughs> bestowing gifts upon us, but is also a vicious killer yes. if you provoke it. Yes. So, it's a force of nature. Some people think it's just a bear that happened to be wearing just a yarmulke a this bear. one time in 1997 in Detroit, Michigan. Nope. No, no, nah, no. The never. legend is real. That's just a sighting to let us know. With that us in mind. Faithful. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>